Welcome to Dave Talk Some More, a podcast at the intersection of humor and, you know. Hey, I'm your host, Dave, and together we'll explore a riveting world of mundane topics with unparalleled indifference. So get ready for a riveting journey through, you know, I mean, whatever. This is Dave Talk Some More. Hey, Far Out, thanks for, uh, thanks for tuning in, folks. Appreciate uh, everybody that uh, listens to us. Uh, I feel like every single week I start off by talking about the introduction and how much I hate the introduction. We got a new... That's because every week you start off the podcast saying exactly what you just said. <laughs> I hate it. It never gets old, though, Dave. Well... You know, when we uh, when we dropped the music for this, uh, I lose track of time, 10 days ago, whatever it was, you know, middle of the holidays, and I thought, well, it'll be okay for a show since it'll be like the New Year's Day. Like, that's what we were doing. Uh, on New Year's Day, I think we, uh, we did the last show. And I thought it'd be okay for the holidays, but now that the holidays are over, I, normally I would say I don't know how I feel about still having holiday music in in the introduction now except for people still have their christmas lights up and people still have those ridiculous inflatable whatever you call it things still up and i'm like I, emotionally i'm still in i i am now in grim january um you know up to, up to my nose in work, and I mean the holidays are something that happened 27 years ago, yeah. in my mind. I say we just leave the music as it is until we see the last inflatable. Go away. <laughs> it's gonna be July 4th by the time that that happened. We we had a thing when my kids were little. We had a thing in my neighborhood called "Who's Going to Be the Last Person to Take Their Christmas Stuff Down." And as it turns out, that's an infinite loop because there are some people who leave. And this was, you know, it was, it was an okay neighborhood. I mean, this was not, you know, in the sticks somewhere. Uh, and there are people who are leaving their stuff up year round. And you know, I really wanted to send them a postcard from the homeowners associate. Congratulations, you won the you won the contest. Of most determined to have Christmas stuff still up in your yard. Oh, look. Two thirds of the trailers still had their icicle lights up all year round. When I grew up, what are you talking <laughs> oh, about? Oh yeah, well I mean, yeah. We were surprised when somebody took them down. Right. Well, why would you? They're so oh, pretty. Yeah. They but, are, yeah. yeah. But I mean, in a in a legit neighborhood, the, the way I've always understood it is New Year's Day. That's when your stuff needs to be coming down. And basically, right about now, the end of the first full weekend after New Year's Day is the end of your grace period. So tomorrow, Monday, if I'm driving around in the neighborhood and I see your Christmas lights up, just know I I am judging you so hard from this point well, out. For what it's worth, I, I, most neighborhood associations have in their bylaws and et cetera, not, not all, but it's, it's a goodly portion, they give you the month of January. The whole month? They do. Well... And February first, you know that that's more generous than what I'm used to a homeowners association being. I'm not saying there's not variations right. there, but you know they they're pretty lenient for on this one 
I mean, you know. Well, I, I have a, I'm, I'm a hard judge on this. Like other people in December, they're driving around different neighborhoods just to look at the, pers- the pretty Christmas lights. For me, it's the month of January to drive around so that I can judge people for still having. And it's not just that they have their Christmas stuff up, but they still have it plugged in. They still have it lit. They still want you to drive by and, and admire it. And I, I just judge that showmanship so hard. Like what? What is the uh, what is a place? I, I guess I shouldn't name anybody, but there are a few places scattered around where somebody just decided this is going to be my reason to exist is to have Christmas stuff up, and the the roof is covered, the front yard is covered. People make a point of driving by their houses. Well, there was there's one in 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 Madison. I will not say the name for yeah. that very reason. Yeah. Where they actually the city redirected all the traffic <laughs> through that neighborhood, and it was a lawsuit. It went through. Trust me, <laughs> it was a lawsuit, and um, and you know, I mean, it's it's, it's an understandable issue on on both sides. You have private property rights, and and I don't know the right to be able to get in and out of your neighborhood. That but if if you're that guy or that family that has all that stuff up, when do you say, I mean, not because some judge told you to do it, but when do you say, well, the holidays are over, I guess it's time to start taking that stuff down. What, Valentine's Day? I mean, I give them till you know, June or July, but um, <laughs> that's just me. Yeah. <laughs> well, that that's my that's my concern that that we might fall into the same terrible habit of just leaving this stupid show introduction up, <laughs> and you know I don't want it to be a thing where we're cutting a new introduction every week. Although maybe that that could be a shtick, but anyway, that's God. How long did we spend five minutes on talking about the show introduction and Christmas lights? So, um, it's well worth it. Well, you know it. Yeah, you know, I'll keep talking about the show and saying every week when we start off, we have to decide what the title of the show is going to be. And, I, and whatever I predict it's going to be is always wrong. Last week, I had no idea Christmas cookies was going to, or, or Girl Scout cookies was going to dominate the conversation. And you know, need to start naming. Who knows? Yeah, who, yeah. Who who knows would be the the name of the the thing. Still talking about the show. We're finally got the, uh, well, not finally. This is only our second time to be on camera. Uh, but we figured out the, uh, the apparently last week it was blindingly uh, colors mismatched. So we found out that, uh, show enough, there is such a thing as white balance. Like you remember when you get uh, pictures made, in the 70s or 80s, and they'd be really orange or really, really blue. Yeah, Be- before my time. Dude. Oh, God. Um, well, anyway, that, that all has to do with getting the color balance wrong. So now we have to, or the, the white color balance right. So now we all have to wear dark clothes, can't wear a hat. I mean, I mean we're, we're one step away from having to wear costumes for this. Thing. No, that's not true. You no, can't wear a green hat because we have a green screen. Okay. But the white balance is level now, so you can wear whatever color shirt you okay, want. So what hat? All right, I got a green hat here. Oh, can't put it on. So if I put this on, what happens? Is my head dis- disappear? What, what's the deal? No, it will. Uh, the, the chroma key filter on OBS will pick it up as part of a green screen, and it will try to project your, uh, your image on that hat. And that's a bad thing? 
I feel good about it. It's kind of cheesy. Kind of no, cheesy. Um, okay. Yeah, we wouldn't want to be cheesy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just not our thing, you know. I mean. <laughs> or more than usual. Yeah, I mean. Well, the actual first thing that uh, that I have on the list of things that we could possibly consider talking about. I can't about. wait. Yeah. Well, it's this is this is so up your alley that mm. uh, you know I might as well you know just introduce the topic and leave, oh. which is <laughs> whiskey. Oh, whiskey. Which, which yeah. is well, whiskey could be a part of this. <laughs> it it is that when we were here. Uh, Last week on a Monday, Alabama was playing Michigan, and God finally smiled on on the world. And Alabama lost. It's not. It's not so much that Michigan won in my heart. It's that Alabama lost. I just I can't stand them. And and which I could talk about that for an hour. There's so and many, I, I could listen to that. Yeah, for an hour, so many so. godly reasons why I have that feeling. Um, but, uh, anyway, that was going on while we were here. So we missed a good chunk of that. Um, and I was afraid Alabama was going to win and I would just as soon be here. I did not, yeah. I did not want to watch yeah. Alabama win. Yeah. I mean, I, I, yeah, they, they should not have been in a position where they had a chance where they, they were going to come steal the game. Just like Texas. Uh, if you stayed up late, did you pass my bedtime? Really, I did not. I didn't see it. I don't uh, think. Yeah, I didn't. I, I, you know, I once, have all, George, once Georgia got out, I mean, they, yeah, just, you know, I have all these weird, not weird, but chronic sleep problems. And uh, when the when the Texas game started, like at nine thirty at night or some uh, awful hour, um, I was like, I got to peace out on this. And so I went to bed, slept hard as a rock, and all, and woke up. Like at eleven thirty p.m., um, and I thought, well, I wonder how Texas did. And I checked my phone; and it was four minutes left in the game. I just—it was beautiful. So I and it turned out to be a very dramatic end of the game. So you know, I got up, watched the end of the game, skipped all, skipped the intervening fifty-six minutes of tedium. It's literally like every NBA game <laughs> played in the last decade. As it turned out, there's to be, literally no reason to watch yeah. except for the last two well, or three minutes. As it, well, so saying that, what is the likelihood that you're going to watch the Michigan Washington game not. tomorrow night? Literally not. You're not going to watch it tomorrow. I mean, I might. I mean, you know. But I, I, I cannot believe a guy that's as into football as you is sitting there saying, "I don't know that I'm going to watch the national championship." All right, again. I probably will, but I, I have you don't care. I just do not care at all. I so mean, you didn't, just, you didn't buy into the Michigan scandal. They don't have an asterisk, but they're bad people. You didn't I, buy into. I have no idea what could possibly be wrong with going to watch other people play football, and you know, I, I grew up playing baseball, right. And if you can manage to see their signs, good, but, for, good for you. Yeah, that's part I mean, of baseball. That, that's why you change them up when somebody's at second base. Right. I mean, I, I don't really – and I sit there on TV. I, I mean, you don't have to go to these games. You can – I mean, they got these placards up here right. with all sorts – I mean, they, they, like, they have slices of pizza mm-hmm. and apples and, you know – Whatever that means, they're, they're they're sending signals out or whatever. And if you're smart enough to figure it out, I mean, I don't. 
How was that cheating? I have no earthly idea. So I, mean, no, I, I mean, didn't understand the whole cheating scandal. Well, that's so. that's what I was going to ask you to explain to me was for the people who felt like that was cheating, where are they coming from to say stealing signs is cheating? I mean, I I guess there are some fine print somewhere in the NCA rules where you're not supposed to go and scout like you're not you're not supposed to go watch other teams practice. Like you can't bust into their practices. Can't spy. 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 But I'm 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 kind of at a loss why a a an actual live game is spying. I mean, you can buy a ticket, yeah. you can go watch and if, if you well, pick I'm, up something, you pick up something. I don't I thought they would change it every game to be honest with you. I I've never been a football coach, so I, I would have thought that there would be some I would have safeguards. I, you see them on the sideline when they put they have their play sheet out, their laminated play sheet, and when they're talking into their their little mic, they put it over their mouth so people don't read their lips. Right, sure, just like because pitchers they, and catchers, right? So presumably they think somebody might be looking. Well, yeah. wouldn't that apply to these signs and whether or not this? assistant, assistant, assistant coach is going flying here and flying there or sending somebody to games. I just, like I said, it lost me. I, I wasn't all that. I didn't care. Of, yeah, I, did, I, I, I just I did didn't. not care. I mean, you know, at the end of the day, you know, I mean, you still got to execute. Um, and, you know, if if you completely relied, it's kind of, it's like baseball. Fine. If you want to think you have some other team's steel sign down or, or curveball. Right. Well, that's fine. But if they think – if they throw you for a loop, I mean, it can be very advantageous or it can get you. I mean, if you think you know and you don't. So, I mean, yeah. it, 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 if you're thinking it's run right, <laughs> you know, um, or, you know, fly, a pass play because that's the sign and they changed it. And know it. it's the quarterback. They scene. changed it up. I mean, you know, so – no, you can never really know because you really don't know if somebody changed it up. But so yeah, I never really got that. So. Well, uh, you know, the idea that the NCAA has got some rule that says that you can't do it, I I feel confident that somewhere there's a book with a rule in it that says you can't hold, sure. or or another one that says you can't tackle the receiver before the ball gets there, and or that you can't pay recruits. Yeah, and no nobody's batting an eye at no. any of that. So. Why are we? Why are we singling this? Okay, well, yeah, I'd, I, I think it's a mountain out of a molehill for for sure, and I couldn't tell you two things about the University of Washington's football uh, team other than they're in the national championship game and their quarterback's a lefty and he's good and well, he, he wears purple and gold. Michigan wears what looks like purple and gold, so I'm gonna feel very at home. During this game, it's it's basically a scrimmage for us, uh, <laughs> for the purple and gold game. You know, I I I'll just I like I'll I'll do. You know, you know I'm a feminist, so don't take this wrong. But what what a lot of yeah, um, I used to always joke. I used to run a little uh, March Madness poll, and about two out of every three times, of some woman or female would. <laughs> would win and you'd ask you know why well i like their uniforms better i like their mm. uniforms better and they win so i'll do that i'm going for michigan i like their uniform better 
Uh, I I like it better too. That that reminds me that uh, every year the uh, Wall Street Journal has the same contest where they have forty nine uh, fund managers and one chimpanzee with a with a dartboard, and the chimpanzee is all every single year. He's always in the top ten percent when it comes to stock picking. Yeah. Every single year, and they they run the same article every last week of the year about how you know bubbles the chimpanzee or whoever it is um out out picks the regular advisors so and speaking of greatest uniforms college football program with the coolest uniform is uh other than lsu oh my gosh other than lsu um um other than LSU, the coolest uniform the coolest uniform is oregon but they change their uniform all the time, which, by the way, that we need to we need a new rule, which is pick a uniform, and go whichever it. one it is, and go with it. Please, God, not not uh, you know. If you're gonna if you pick the chrome helmet, that's your choice. It's not a good one, but that's your choice, and you're stuck with it. It's the only reason why I like Penn State. They just stuck with the plain and simple and. Well, I, I hate to say Alabama has stuck with their uniform. Penn State stuck with theirs. Um, but the best is University of Hawaii. I think. Can we look at? Do they still have the rainbows? Uh, I love the University. Of Hawaii. I, I I just. Well, I was. Yeah. June Jones used to coach there. Yeah. Um. That was going to be the poll question: was what What is the number one rule change since? Uh, since tomorrow is the championship, what is the number one rule change that college football needs right now? Oh. And, and clearly it's that the uniforms have to stay the same. So I'm going to change oh, the fine. question real quick to what's the second most important rule change that we need? Oh, look there. Look right there. Oh, my God. No, yeah. Look, no, yeah. right to the right there. So now that. So it's white. It, it's either yeah, the it, greatest uniform ever or the gay pride well, parade. It's got, it's I don't a, know. Uh, it's got a Houston but Astros from the 1970s vibe going. You know, it's I mean, just uh, it's a rainbow. And, oh, it's uh, beautiful. Yeah. I mean, it just makes you feel good. Very happy. I like it. <laughs> but uh, but as as to the um, the question, e- easily uh, the rule – they need to change the rule on players sitting out bowl games at this point. Drives you nuts. And it's nonsensical. I mean, if 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 you're, you know, John Doe, you know, running back who thinks he's going to get drafted and you don't want to, you know, tear your, knee, tear your knee up the very last game of your college career and you know you're not going to play the bowl game because of that, well, then you know your very last game is actually the very last game of the regular season. So, yeah. oh, I, maybe I shouldn't play that. I mean, you could go. I mean, there, there's always going to be a known last game. Last game. Yeah. Um, and um, I, I got it back in World War II when, you know, on your, you, you know, you get to go back home after your fifth, 50th flight over enemy territory bomb run. Right. And you go, no, we're going to pull you on your 50th. By God, you've done 49. You, we, It'd be a really nervous, nerve-wracking fiftieth. Okay, I got it. Oh, that, that's that's every every cop movie in the eighties. At least one of the cops was two weeks away from retirement. 
you know, like what was the Mel Gibson, uh, Danny Glover? Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it was, it was, it was, right, he was, yeah, he, he, was, he was always three days away from retirement, but he didn't know he had the bowl game option. He could have sat out the entire movie. Who knew? Yeah. Who knew? Um, but yeah, I mean, that it, it's nonsensical. Um, it really came into play in that Georgia. Um, oh, that Florida State game. Oh, was, Georgia, Florida was, State. That was unfair. And Georgia was going to win that game regardless. But, I mean, it just became nonsensical. It really – I mean, an unwatchable farce of, of each really good – two good football teams. And, and, and Georgia had their players play. And Florida State had four or five that they really could have used. Um, and it became something – other than a really high-level bowl game, and that's just happening over and over. I, I wouldn't even let them on the sidelines. I mean, that's the thing. They're sitting there. Yeah. They're, they're standing there on the sidelines saying, hey, yeah. guys, you know. Yeah, Jaden Daniels win the, wins the Heisman Trophy, Perfect. and he's standing on the sidelines of the game. I can't stand I, I don't. I don't get that. It's, it's, it's horrible. And I can't imagine if, if I had spent the year in the trenches trying to get there and and it's my senior year, and I want to go out on top. And I see my star quarterback over there chuckling the whole game while we're getting when thumped. you're taking a beating, yeah. getting thumped. Just couldn't. I mean, let's just be honest. And it's not just him. It's just could not care less whether or not. That, I mean, just don't care. That that's a good candidate. The you you've come up with two good ideas: the no uniform change and the. Uh, you have to play in the bowl game. I think I think I could top it, and, and I've got a couple of candidates of my own. I'm excited. Um, it used to be that when somebody got loose on a football field or a baseball field, like a streaker or just some nut job, they would show it because it's part of the entertainment. It's unscheduled, but it's really, really funny, and they don't show it anymore. But if you happen to be in the stadium – it's funny either way. If the guy gets caught, he probably gets caught by some cop who has his chance to play middle linebacker in front of 70,000 people, and you'll see some streaker just running around waving to everybody, and then he gets blindside tackled by you know some 260-pound former college football player that just lays him out. That's entertaining to me. Equally entertaining is if the guy's able to olay his way through all the cops and is just running around and run. The idea that he's going to do something dangerous to the players, these are professional athletes that are padded up. I, I feel like they're going to be okay. But isn't that no, mainly a baseball issue? Uh, it's, yeah, but it, it can be a football thing and a uh, broadcast issue versus an NCAA. Well, I'm with you. It should be encouraged. As yeah, well as it, sh it should be encouraged. And the most spectacular example I ever saw of this is uh, the first game of the season in 2004, Matt Tiger Stadium. We're playing Oregon State. And it, in, Somewhere in the middle of the second quarter, the skies opened up, and even though it never rains in Tiger Stadium, it was pretty darn humid. I mean, somebody could have been standing behind me with a couple of garden hoses, full blast, pouring water on top of my head, and I, I could not have gotten any more drenched. It, you know, it's to the point where you're like, you know, I, I'm not even going to try to go underneath the stands and stay dry. It's so bad. 
And so, of course, the teams go in the locker room because there's a lightning, whatever. And it's pouring down rain. So what do you think happens? But, you know, the drunks start running out onto the field and the streakers start running out. And it's pretty damn funny because the field is so wet and slippery and these guys aren't wearing shoes that uh, are they was, wearing and, anything? And they're not wearing anything, but they're not wearing shoes that are going to slip. They're on natural grass, and I mean, it was hilarious watching these guys run around. Cops just could not, and it'd be two or three of them at the same time, and it was so entertaining that the guys who weren't so drunk that they were going to do it somehow felt the encouragement of, you know what, I think I am going to do it. So it was just one after another after another. It was like a, it was like a half, it was like the best halftime show ever. So you'd like the NCA to? I think, I think they need to tell the networks that this is, this is great entertainment. This will improve ratings and we need to show, it doesn't have to be streakers, um, but, you know, just the guys that get loose and run around on the field, I think that's hilarious. The, the greatest streaking that went in a sporting event just happened, I think, two days ago. What's that? The Bass Pro Shop streaking in Leeds, Alabama. See, you know? I don't follow the news. So I don't know the story. What's, what's the story? Yeah, I don't even know if you want to get this video up. It's pretty sketch. Um, no, there's a huge Bass Pro Shop down in Leeds, Alabama. Sure. Fella just stripped down. You know, in every bit Bass Pro Shop, they had that big water tank, right? right? Oh, no. Oh, God, I know where this is going to go. Strips down into his birthday suit. Took a dip. Belly flop. (laughs) Right in there. I mean, and starts back, you know, floating on his back, swimming, gets out. Belly flops again until security comes. I mean, he's naked as the day of morn. Um, Oh, but. There, he, there, there he is. He's, oh, he's clothed now. Yeah, well, he's arrested now. Yeah. They, put, they put him in orange once they found him. But I'm, and then he jumps out of the not the right way, but like the the fall fifteen foot oh. way, knocks himself unconscious, yeah, um, and then the cops drag him away. Which that's the problem with the whole striking thing is you, some some cops have to. Yeah, well, that, that, I just don't no, want to that, that's, that's what, make, fella, that's what makes know, it hilarious is they're having to grapple with a guy. I'm tasting them. And, and you don't want to, yeah, and it's like you really want to be keeping your hands to yourself in that situation, but, you know, duty calls. What can I say? All right, so I, I feel good about that rule, Jack. No, it's, it's, it's much better than mine, I agree. The, the second one is just appeals to the malicious, judgmental part of me, but it always drives me nuts. And this is this is a, a deep character flaw, and I'm going to admit it, but it's one I feel strongly about that I, I enjoy this character flaw. You know, it, it's kind of like eating ice cream is a character flaw, but I love it so much. You can't you can't tell me I can't have it. You can't tell me I can't have more of it, and it would be a better world if I did. Which is when the game when it's a really big game, it's a really important game, and. Of course, you have a winner and a loser. The TV goes to the winners. That drives me nuts. They should go to the losers because that's that's more interesting. You're shaking your head. It, it's more interesting to me when they show the people that just lost the big game. Or if it, if you don't if you won't go with me to the camera on the players, at least show me the fans. 
the ones that are just absolutely dead. I mean, those, those are the ones that are going to be on Twitter and that are going to be on all the social media, the people, you know, that are watching the game and they had, you know, behind their, their fingers and they're just dying inside. Um, like at the Ole Miss game, you had the lady that turned to her friend. She became a meme. She's like, what in the heck is, is going on? Cause she was a Penn state person. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. See, yeah, exactly. I, 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 you know, I remember that. Yeah. Now, you know who doesn't make a meme is the people who are winning and the people who are celebrating because that's a dime a dozen. That's uninteresting to me. Well, it would it would allow Mississippi State to get more camera time. Well, there you go. I, it's a I'm, silver lining. Yeah, we, this 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 could be a win win. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so that that's, that's mean, coming in number four. I can tell. Well, yeah. I mean, you just you just. See the pain and agony of of, of, of folks. So that's it's quite sporting of you. Uh, I, I was hurt deeply <laughs> when I was young. Apparently, you know, fair fair enough. I mean, but all all good all good suggestions there, Dave. Well, one thing I love about this is you notice I actually went to the substance and the and yeah you the, went you went to, of the game you you went to the substance of the game but you know you didn't say anything about what if we shut down the transfer portal what if we equalized uh, nil oh, payments if, if, no I'm I'll, I'll, if you want the unvarnished truth truth on all all that I would shut out all the NF, nil payments not a, not a nickel um, college education is worth a million bucks over the course of a lifetime that should no it isn't suffice. absolutely no it isn't it used to be at some point but whatever I mean you know. But either which way, I mean, you know, I, I am not for paying college players. I don't believe in the transfer portal. I mean, if you want to, if you want to disenroll, I mean, I think you should be able to unroll, go to whatever college you want. I don't get this transfer portal thing. If you want to go to another college, go to another college. I don't care. Nowadays, with all the COVID waivers and blah, 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 we have 26, 27 year old kids playing college football now. I, let's just actually play for four years now, guys. Maybe a red shirt that we should change that back. But it is it, it is no longer – that's – all this is the reason why, you know, we have kids not wanting to play their last game, hanging around for seven or eight years. They make more than if they, they – they're not even – They're pros. Right. And they're, I don't, they're pros man, and – I don't know how you coach that. I mean, they make more – I mean, they don't make more money than folks like Saban or Lane Kiffin or – but but they're pros, and so you're just you're you're coaching them like the pros do, and let's just pretend that it's not an amateur sport, and figure out a way to level the playing field so that the teams that don't have much money can compete with the teams that do. Do like baseball, you can go straight from high school to the minor leagues. That's what college football is. Well, it's then the minor just don't league of football. Right, but instead it's college, so just do away with it. All right, so here's my plan: do away with college football. Right, sure, sure. We all agree. We all agree yeah. on that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know. that's yeah, that's yeah. how I feel after the uh, first game in November every year. I can yeah, tell you pretty that. much. You know, I'm a Mississippi State fan. I'm fine. Well, with I, you know, when, a, after we lost Ole Miss, I'm telling you, I was in a hotel room in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, and I'm telling you, after that loss, I was. That's it. I'm never watching another college football game again. It, it hurt that bad. I was just – and I didn't even watch the game, but like the last 10 minutes of it. And, and my my interest got ramped up that hard, and I fell off the cliff that high. And I said, 
to hell with all this. What they should have had was a camera on me in that moment. There you go. Throwing stuff in a hotel room Cam- by myself saying, I'm never one. This is a, you know. Cameras on rabid, diehard fans, and large betters. Yeah, well, they, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, right. and every now and then you will see that where there's some viewing party and the team and the and they lose on some fluke play and everybody goes crazy. That's the video that I'm that's entertaining me. I'm loving that. Fair enough. Okay. You know, I'm just a purist. I just love the sport. Okay. But you know. All right. Well, um, We've got news to talk about with Daniel is the next thing on the list, but I think he's got a unpaid commercial message. I'm trying to get a smoother transition oh, than last week. I, well, that, that, which I still that, have not heard. About as smooth as the introduction, but anyway, Daniel, take it away. Thank you so much. And now a brief word from our our people who God, you <laughs> suck too. Well done. Are you ready to launch your podcast with ease? Let Audio Alchemy Productions elevate your content with our state-of-the-art four-camera studio and top-tier audio production. Focus on your message while we handle the rest. From recording to distribution on all major platforms. Whether you're a brand, an influencer, or a storyteller, let's amplify your voice. Contact us at 601-672-6591 and start your podcast journey today. Oh, that's smooth, man. That's smooth. Look, and we, we've been doing that. I think we're, this is like the seventh episode. Y'all are starting Tuesday. Daniel's coming from behind the desk and getting on the <laughs> Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me for, the story. For on my this. third podcast. So it's going to be um, the, uh, uh, oh, my God. Uh, you really are good. <laughs> You're a natural. <laughs> right. Uh, the, uh, oh, shit. Okay, so there's a comedian whose name I don't know. She already has a podcast. No, she is, doesn't have a podcast. All right, no, so she does. It's, uh, her, yes, uh, she does. Does Helen Mouse, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah, what's, so what's her name? At least give us that. The Misguidance Podcast. Yeah. That's, That's what it a is. Podcast. Yes, it's brand spanking new. So the premise is um I'm gonna play kind of a role. Um Lana is is a comedian and a teacher, and she does the uh uh the open mic at Hall and Miles the first and third Wednesday of every month. Right. So if you wanna you wanna sharpen your stand-up skills. Dave, yeah, we've go check about, her out. We've heard about Dave. Yeah. Yes, and my character, I'm going to be the co-host, and my character is going to be, uh, there's going to be lots of surprises with this guy, but as the weeks go on, we're going to find out that this guy is a failed marriage counselor. He was sleeping with his clients. He's sexist, slightly misogynistic, um, kind of an angry man, and we're going to do our best to give the worst advice to our guests that we possibly can muster up. I'm not seeing how this is a character at all. This <laughs> this sounds yeah. like this sounds like basically you're doing the same thing we're doing. It's say. just it's just opening the lid on the dark secrets. It's like of, looking into a mirror, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't Crazy. know why you're not on this show now. Dang. You know how how do you really how do you this 
Look, is it too late to pitch a title for the for the show? It's no, the, it's right. the hard to remember the name. Yeah, well, apparently Podcast. so. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pitch a title. How do you really feel? Uh, I, uh, anyway, we'll, we'll we'll workshop that. Okay. Well, all right. Still, still. Yeah. So our first uh, live stream starts uh, this Tuesday yeah. Yeah, five at five o'clock, right? five yeah. p.m. And you can catch us on uh, FaceWeb, uh, and also the uh, the audio format will be on every. Every single podcast platform. And, and we would encourage the at least a good portion of the millions of folks out there listening to listen to that as well. One point two million right now. Point two. Well, right I, now. I got turned around because I was watching uh, a show where there was a person that had like blue hair or something, and the other one was a teacher, and it and she turned yes. out and it was like every time she was the one being interviewed. And every time this person asked her a question, she came up with an answer. I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. I did not see that coming. I yeah, thought, that was Lana. Yeah, I thought, you're going to be a bland, boring teacher. This is going to be, I don't think I'm going to be able to get to the end of it. Yeah. And instead it was, every time she was asked something, she came up with something else that I thought, wow, I really did not see that coming. Yeah, that's Claire Stinson. Her podcast is uh, Chaotic But Good. Yeah, and yeah. the the premise of the last few episodes was she brings in a complete stranger and has a podcast with him, and so she hadn't seen or talked to Lana before she walked in this room, and she sat down on that seat and started interviewing her. And she, found, mean, she found out there's somebody cool. That's like us. Yeah, I yeah. no idea what we're. You guys need to get guests in here. That's what you need to do. That's the next That's natural a, progression. Well, 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 when you got Ed McMahon over here, <laughs> that that's as good as we're, we're gonna. Pre- you know, we're going to do the old, uh, well, yeah, I won't even know the reference. The Clint Eastwood back at the Republican National Convention back in whatever. Where he, had yeah, the, where he it, talks to a chair. Where the empty, right there. We'll just have an empty chair and <laughs> you know, pretend to do an interview yeah. like, like Clint Eastwood back in the day. The second greatest living American, Clint Eastwood. So. I'm scared to ask. What? The first is going to be. <laughs> Dave Chappelle by a mile. What? Dave Chappelle by a mile. The GOAT. Without a doubt. I went to see him in concert down in New Orleans. You've heard of Dave Chappelle, haven't you, Dave? I've heard of him. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. (laughs) Look, all right. He is literally the man that will we're about save to go off, we're, America. We're about to go off script yeah. here because yeah. I didn't know we were going to be talking about comedians. Oh, um, here's, here's what I notice often happens to some incredibly funny, talented, gifted, pick your adjective, comedian. They get a little lazy. Oh, they they get a little lazy and yeah, shake your head all you want. You're not on the podcast. Oh, you're, you're not, you're not gonna say that applies to Dave Chappelle, do you? I I'm going to say that applies to a number of them. Yeah, uh, and well, sure, I, I yeah. Wa- watching Chappelle's HBO specials, the last two that I've watched. You mean Netflix <laughs> HBO Netflix. Pick your streaming service. It's all the, look, first of all, first of all, since we're going to go down that rabbit hole, why do I have to keep up? Why do I have to keep up? Why can't I just turn on my TV and say, here's the show that I want to watch, TV, mega computer, go figure it out. 
I don't, I don't need to know. No, it was on Netflix. No, it was on Disney. No, it was on HBO max. No, it was on Google or Apple or ESPN or whatever it is. Figure it out. It's I pertinent to the conversation, that. Dave pertinent. It, it's, it isn't because you know, I, you know, um, uh, Lewis black. Okay. You're familiar with that comedian. He's intensely unfunny. Yeah, but 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 he's but but he's really he is really impressed with himself, and he's he's impressed. And what happens is they find out that there are few people who are able to stand in front of an audience and talk without running, dropping the microphone and running away. That mm. that ninety percent of the population, if you said, "Look, I'm going to put you in a in a uh, theater." And there's going to be 7,000 people in the theater and you're going to be on TV and this is going to be broadcast to millions of people. Um, and you can talk about anything you want to talk about easily. 90% of the population are yeah, are, are, yeah, are higher is going to say, there's no way in hell I'm doing that. No, no, no. We'll pay you. There's no way in hell I'm going no, to do I'd that. I'd rather streak at a football game. Yeah. Dave. Yeah. And I, and I, I would, I would pay somebody to have that opportunity to do it. Have no idea what I would say, mm. and neither does Lewis Black. But he's, <laughs> but he's just going to. But he is one of those unusual people, like all comedians are, who who has the not just the willingness, the but the desire to get up in front of the microphone and just talk for an hour. The problem is he got lazy, and he decided a long time ago. Yeah, I'm not going to try to be amusing and tell jokes anymore. I'm I'm just going to talk for an hour, mm. and I I can name probably half the people who have been cast members on SNL that I've watched their specials on whatever streaming service it was, and they just got tired or lazy. Maybe maybe they were never that funny after all, but surely they were. But you know, you watch them, and where's the jokes? Where's the funny? Oh, I, I don't look, see it. Most comedians, I, I have a very hard time watching. There are very, very few. Obviously, um, you know, Dave Chappelle being the greatest of all time by a mile and a half um, is is my favorite comedian. I, I like some. I like some others. We don't have to get all into them, but no, because they just can't compare to the. The opposite of lazy is Dave Chappelle. I mean, the opposite. I mean, it is. It, I mean, they're thought provoking. There are about five sides to every God. joke. You apparently haven't seen oh. the closer or the dreamer or uh, the last three Netflix specials, uh, <laughs> but that have been on or four. He's had. Does, does it matter that it's on Netflix? You're giving me hell about that. No, it absolutely does. does. It, oh. Okay, why? Two on one. Why? Since you're since you're busting in on our show, <laughs> why does why why does it matter that it's on Netflix and not on HBO or Showtime or whatever? Uh, because to have a Netflix special is something that is that only the cream of the crop. Only that's not true. That's completely not true. That's however, not, that's, however, that's not true. Try again. Oh, that one didn't go. Try again. <laughs> well, no, my, tell, tell, my no, only no, point no, was no, 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 no. no, no. no I blew that. I blew it. Daniel I blew decided it. he's on the <laughs> show now. So now that you're on the show, you blew your first one. But go ahead. Give us. A, you hadn't done well. Your batting average is like. 
you know, you're batting ninth on the, and there's only three people here. But well, go ahead, tell me why. Is it I wish so I could it, say I was drunk. I really do. Why is it so important that it's a Netflix show and not Showtime or HBO? Or because who watches Showtime or HBO? It's not even HBO anymore. It's Max. Who HBO cares? Max. No, it's Netflix. Welcome to Crossfire. Oh, your turn, Dave. I'm going to be the mediator That, that makes absolutely all no right, here, sense at all. Can, can you tell me that the value of a show depends on the channel okay. that it's on? I'd like Precisely. To, I'd like to interject, because the point of the Netflix versus HBO issue was not the, the quality of of Dave Chappelle, which is unquestioned because he's the greatest American alive. <laughs> so, the, is he the, paying you? The point... <laughs> The point was, is you, he's it, not. David, I'm just saying, you indicated that you had watched Dave Chappelle's last two HBO specials. When the which fact aired is, in 1995 which, and 1996, no, apparently. I don't know. Which he's never had an HBO special, <laughs> which was the point of credibility. That's all I was going to. Well, whatever it was. There man, it is. I'm not trying to keep up. And I'd like to know your Netflix password. No, I, no. well, <laughs> yeah, everyone else has it by this point. We're, <laughs> and we're, we're, actually, we're actually on somebody else's. There's another, um, that's, a to, that's a podcast topic, by the way. These, these uh, well, But either which way, some of the time. Yeah, I, I actually had thought about one of the things we could talk about was passwords, and I realized mm. it would take two hours <laughs> to break down all all the anger that I have about passwords. <laughs> but I can tell you, I can go into, like, this is embarrassing. We basically got a TV in every room but the bathroom in our house. Mm. And if you log in, if you turn on all the different TVs and then say, I'm going to go to Netflix – you get completely different people, and I'm not sure how that's happened, but different people have have perfectly legally come up with other families' passwords. Right. Now, can I, can I ask you a favor, Dave? Yes. I think at some point we're going to do some sort of movie review deal here in this podcast. You're done with Dave Chappelle? No, 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 no. This is – I. I and and I can't wait for that. Um, but for next week's podcast, I you challenge want me to watch you the show. to watch The Closer okay. or any of his la last I'm couple. It down. Oh, no, I'll, I'll, I'll get you the information. <laughs> Don't you worry. The Closer I'll, on Netflix. I'll, I'll, no, I'll, I'll tell you what channel HBO's on. I mean, <laughs> I, Netflix and and all. And and in the next podcast. We can discuss your newfound understanding of the greatness and the uniqueness that is Dave Chappelle and the current comedians in today's society who are absolutely the front of the on the front of the lines of creeping um, authoritarianism and the assault on freedom and the freedom of expression and thought and the world and society as a whole. They are the modern day Mark Twain's. They carry the legacy of, well, you know, in many cases, Mark Twain would be considered the initial uh, um, stand up comedian. He read, read, read most of his works in public and he's come full circle to, to be literally the vanguard against. Uh, the woke mob and the repression of free thought and free expression in the world today. Can we just take a second and admire the incredible thing that just we both just witnessed right there, David? 
I, I think facts. He's spitting facts. I, I really think y'all should let that soak in for a while. I mean, you just killed just, me. I mean, it's deep. Yeah, I. Uh, I'm really speechless. I never thought I would hear a speech come out of your mouth, and I just did. You want me to overlay some music while he's no, what? no. I'm, I'm just, I'm just now if thinking we, since you since you if, got that far, if we take could us just to get the next, take us to the next segment. Yeah, if we could just get Mel Gibson screaming "Freedom," you know, from Braveheart. Oh, speaking of that, movies. Braveheart's a great movie. Have you seen any great movies oh, lately? Oh, God Almighty! Segway. Braveheart's such a bad movie. It, it's it it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. It's such a, a terrible, terrible movie. It, did you see that on Nickelodeon last week? <laughs> yeah, I was, yes. Yeah, I was watching it on Disney Plus. And hold up, it's, hold up. We have, we have really. Uh, we, we might need another hour. How much time do we have? All the time you unlimited. Want. All the time this. you're my last client. We can oh, go yeah. all night long because Braveheart we, is such a stupid, <laughs> stupid movie. But. But understand that one of the people who never listens to the podcast was sitting next to me in some theater in Chicago one night when we were watching uh, Hamilton. And I'm sitting there, and, and I was in agony. I, you know, at, after the first 15 minutes, I thought, oh, my God, it's wrong, it's wrong, it's all wrong. This, is, this isn't history. This is... This is a cartoon. If you just want to have a show with singing and dancing and great songs and everything, knock yourself out. But why Why take a piss on history I, I'll grant when you. you're doing that? That's what Braveheart was. Okay. Braveheart was taking a giant. It, it, there is nothing historically accurate in that movie other than England did exist right. in the 1300s. In in the 1200s. Otherwise, and there was a Scotland. Uh, Otherwise, that that is the very end of any historical accuracy. There was a William Wallace. The screenplay is loosely, I think the screenplay is loosely loosely based upon. Don't tell me you're going to tell me. um, A book written by William the Blind, I believe, about 100 years after. Um, uh, no. Yeah. Uh-uh. yeah. It's wrong. Yeah. It's but wrong. It, it is not terribly accurate. In fact, William Wallace, I know, he he wasn't even Braveheart. Bruce. Or, or, Robert the Bruce. Robert the Bruce actually was uh, nicknamed potentially Braveheart uh, because when he was killed, well, I don't know if you know the story, his heart was removed by, a, a, I think, uh, Douglas the... I don't know, and and was taken on the crusade against the Moors all the way into Spain in a box, like the heart. And when they were surrounded um, by the Moors in south and southern Spain, yeah, I look, I'm a repository for all sorts of useless knowledge. And if you attack Braveheart, I have to pull it out. Well, um, but they, he threw upon his dying. He I, I want to bring to an end all further use of. I'm going to have to pull it out. That <laughs> phrase Man. is never going to be uttered again I on mean, this podcast. We talked about streaking all this time, but look, I mean, it, look, he th- and, and he threw his the, the heart of the, the, the um, we, uh, William Wallace's brave or, or, or uh, the brave heart of William Bru- Wallace. No, Bruce, or Robert the Robert Bruce. the Bruce's brave heart 
uh, in Douglas shall follow or something like that. And that's where the Braveheart came in. So, yeah, I know there's a little bit of historical artistic license. Um, it's completely. Maybe. Look, if you want to set. It's a great movie. If, it is a great if, if inspirational you want, movie. If you, if you want to set a movie in the Middle Ages, that's fine. But why take a piss on history? Why don't you just say there's these people and they're fighting and here's a here's a story about a character who's overcoming adversity. But please don't misinform me about history. That that's all I ask. Well, I mean it was in the right area. I mean, look, but it's it's a great movie. Um, What's so great about it? It's in it is an inspirational um uh, it's just a good movie, you know. I mean, it's a, it's a heartwarming kind of deal. All right. Well, speaking so of is, uh, inspirational, heartwarming, questionable history, I know I, I texted you some days ago and said movie reviews. Did I tell you what movies we were going to do? Oh, oh no. please tell me I did. Of course not. Did I not? That's the whole point of this. It's uh, just okay. You know, so I, so I, what, I what to... movies? What movies did you go watch in preparation? For today, Dave Chappelle's last Netflix special on Braveheart. All right, go ahead. Okay. No, I, I haven't watched any. Uh, was well, I supposed to? I, I can't believe that I didn't tell you what movies to go watch. That really, this is like Roger and Ebert, and Ebert's going, What? Look, I'll, I'll make it up as we go. Go ahead. Okay. What? You, you, said, so, uh, you said you were going to go see Willy Wonka, I, which I, on various levels, well, I, I won't do. Well, right. That's uh, I went to see Wonka last night. Wonka yeah. of uh, of all things, which so I'll, I'll start off with that. Um, I'm guessing on a scale of one to ten, your interest in musicals is basically zero. Have you? Can you think of any musical that you like? Yeah, I I watched the and I've watched various, I mean several times I should say the original. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. I'm well versed on on that movie. I think I've read a few things on it too. I like right. Gene Wilder. I, right. I do like Gene Wilder, which kind of prevents me from watching this newfangled stuff. I hadn't watched the Johnny Depp one, or I guess this Wonka is a prequel or something. I kind of yeah. I, I I just can't. I'm I'm um. You know, I'm I'm kind of a traditionalist on this. I'm I'm not going to move beyond Gene Wilder and in in the uh, in the book that was written around uh, 1960, it's an Eng- it's a English is in British uh, book, and the guy wrote it with Raoul Dahl wrote it with the Oompa Loompas, and it has songs in the book. Like he's written out the various songs in the book, and I say that because you remember the Gene Wilder movie. To me, and, and I've seen that movie. A, a few times myself, and what I've always thought was really awkward watching it was I thought the Oompa Loompas were weird, and I thought the songs were as cringy as could be. Like I think I think you would make that 1973-ish movie way better if you cut the songs. It was 1971. 71. Which. Coincidentally, coincidentally, is the same year that Family Dollar opened their 100th store. In Yazoo City? I don't say. I don't know where it is. Okay. But, uh, so just looping it all around. Here. So so agree or don't agree about the Oompa Loompas are kind of weird, and the songs are kind of, they could have done without the songs. 
Well, they, I know the author of the of the book hated the songs in the movie because it was it was really a dark because, because everybody did. I mean, I didn't find it all that at bad. I like Gene Wilder. I like you know how I don't, but I don't. I'd rather any movie not have music in it. I mean, I wish the sound of music didn't have. Okay, music so in I was, it. I mean, I was I, right. You you yeah, are not a music. Go to a musical. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's just it's just doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, why are you singing? <laughs> Man, I don't. Yeah, I, I, I mean, why are you da- why are you dancing? I mean, we're. Well, you're 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 gonna you're not gonna have a good time anytime you go to Broadway because that's that's not going. You have no interest. No, I'm not going to Broadway. Okay. Well, I would fall asleep. I mean, I'd take my daughter or something if she wanted to go or whatever. But I have no independent desire to. to Well, I I I guess that uh, that's a fair point, and it's it's the original point that I would make on the Wonka movie. That, that just came out, which is, if you don't like musicals, the, you don't want to be going to this show because that's what it is. And I knew that it was a musical, and I'm not big on musicals. Um, I'll take it back. Okay. There's one musical that I watched multiple, multiple times. In fact, it, when I said my daughter, it reminded me. I watched it five times. I think four times with her. Rocky Horror. Oh no, the Greatest Showman. Okay, it came out a few years ago. Yep. No, I'm. Yeah, it was about uh, what PT Barnum or something like that. Okay, well, it, it was actually really good. I actually liked that. It had that. It had um the guy who played Wolverine. Uh, Wolverine. Yeah. Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman. Yeah. Um, Hugh Jackman. And I liked him better than that than I did Wolverine because I really don't like the X Men. They're nowhere near Marvel level. But that's a whole other thing. I'm, I really need to start keeping a chart of all the different prejudices that you have for this comedian, for that kind of music, for those kind of movies, for because they're they're just so wrong, all of them. But um, yeah, you know, I, I'm just going to take that swipe at you and and, and keep on. It trucking. is my constitutional right to have bad ideas, etc., and it's currently being uh, protected and uh, by by comedians such as Dave Chappelle. Uh, okay, well, we'll talk about that. The goat. Ne- yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the that goat. next week, oh. appar- apparently. Oh, yeah. But as to the Wonka movie, here's the first thing I'll say. If you don't like movies, you get ready. You're about to walk into – if you don't like musicals, you're about to walk into a musical. And I sat there, and I didn't like the first song, and I didn't like the second song, and I thought, my God, this is going to be – this is going to be two hours. This is going to be brutal. And then I started liking the songs, and and – if you like a musical like La La Land, I like that. Um, that was a musical. Um, and I, I thought it was great. And so the if you do like a musical, it's really good. Um, there's only, other than just like about three seconds of Oompa Loompas, there's only one, and I'm just going to, this is spoiler alert, all the way through the rest of the pie. I'm just going to talk about it like this movie's five years old and everybody's already okay. seen it. There's only one Oompa Loompa played by, can you guess, Hugh Grant of all people. Yes, Hugh Grant. And they just CGI'd him down to no taller than your shin. And it's hysterical. He's 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 funny anyway. And him as an Oompa Loompa is really, really funny. And when they make, and 
they they have two redos of the Gene Wilder. Two songs from the Gene Wilder movie are done in this song, and one of them is the stupid Impalumpa song, which they make him do, and you can tell he's not enjoying it. It's totally career killing, and it's a stitch. It's it's really funny. So, um, you're at any normal person's cringing at Oompa Loompas, don't worry about it. They're they're not going to infringe upon you. But it's a it's a silly movie, um, as most musicals are. It's kind of a comedy, but like all modern comedies, it ends with the big caper, right? Have you noticed this? You know, you've you've got a daughter that you've been taking to movies for years. Have you noticed all the comedies end with the big caper, and you? You know what I'm talking? You know, the the big caper. We're we're gonna go get the hidden briefcase, That's or we're right. gonna go get get uh, Buzz Lightyear out of jail, or you know whatever it is. And at the last 20 minutes is the big caper, and it always fails due to something that the plan didn't quite work out, only to be saved by a character that we haven't seen since the second act comes in and and rescues uh, the hero at the last second. And then, you know, the criminal is hoisted on his own petard and, and blown up into the air or dropped off a cliff or whatever happens. And then everybody sings and dances for the one last song, and that's the end of it. That's that's every Pixar movie um, ever made is going to have the last 20 minutes is the big caper. promise you that's going to be the plot point. And that's what it was on this. And I thought, my God, it's just as... You, you can set your watch. You're 20 minutes from the end when the big caper starts. Well, how many stars did you give it? As a musical, I give it four stars. As just a a overall movie, since I'm not, obviously, I, I don't care a whole lot about musicals, um, I, I drop it down to a three, which feels like being generous, um, only because I really started liking the music and the uh, and and the dance numbers, it was all a all a spectacular. So, would, would you rate it higher than the original? Oh no! Well, well, I guess um, it's not original. I guess it's it, not it, the yeah, same it's, thing. It's, but I mean, it's really an, an unfair comparison. Did you see the uh, uh, the Johnny Depp? No. Um, no. Oh well, I'm I'm not going past the Gene Wilder version. I'm most, I'm on. The, right the, there. There, there are parts, I, I will say that there are parts of the Gene Wilder movie that are much better. I thought the ending of that was really, you talk about an uplifting, just makes you feel good, you know. Um, there's no Charlie Bucket in this movie. There's no grandpa. There's no, you know, all family living all together. That, that part is, you know, we hadn't gotten to that point yet. In fact, this movie ends with the creation of the Wonka Chocolate Factory. All right, enough of that. Um, the other one that you didn't go see because I didn't tell you to go do. I wouldn't have. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other movie that uh, we we didn't arrange because I screwed up clearly was to go see The Boys in the Boat. Have you heard anything about this movie? No. This podcast is going great. <laughs> I th- it's actually had quite – the whole Dave Chappelle part was excellent. Well, um, the boys in the boat. Um, You're the movie reviewer. Yeah. Okay. I'm well. the political philosopher. 
who's always wrong? Um, uh, potentially. Uh, the, okay, so I went, I went and watched The Boys in the Boat. It is absolutely brutal. Brutally bad? Brutally. Um, if, if you like a movie that has no plot whatsoever, this is the movie for you. Um, and maybe I should stop the review there to say I'm, I'm going to give it one star, but I'm not going to give it the review. I'm going to hold that. And your task, since, you, since you're handing out homework, <laughs> your task is you've got to go see Boys in the Boat because since you love historical movies so much, look, look, let, let, let me give you this, – this book is about rowing. Can you believe that they made a movie about rowing, the most repetitive task ever? It's about rowing, but you get Hitler and Nazi Germany and rowing. You, you wouldn't think it was possible, but they get it all. You know, it's there, a cornucopia of, are you serious? Do you know there's a Nazi connection to Willy Wonka? No. The original Willy Wonka. But here we go. Lay it on. Well, me. you know, it was, it was actually filmed in Germany. Okay. So even, you know, at the end, you know, where they're flying over, man, that's a German town. Um, and you, do you remember the part in the movie where the, the last ticket, somebody got on TV and said that they had, had it, they, they got the very last ticket. Does Charlie Bucket got the last Well, the, the one that was a fraud, then they found that it was a oh, yeah, remember, yeah, 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 fraud. Right, and they said right. his name was Martin Gorman from Paraguay. Oh no. That was so uh, supposed to be Martin Borman from Argentina. It was, but it, or it might've been Borman or Gorman. I can't remember, but it was Hitler's yeah, assistant. Martin, yeah, Martin Borman Mar was Martin Hitler's Borman, assistant. Who at the time, you know, who who joked around, or no, there was kind of the uh, rumor that he, you know, him and a lot of other Nazis had gone to South America, Paraguay. Well, he was captured in, in uh, I Argentina. Know, I don't know if he was or not. But either, well, he was. Well, he was captured and he was taken to Israel and tried. Well, that's the reference is is that that, that it was German. Well. Know, Borman. It, it was an obscure reference that nobody – uh, nobody actually caught. I read that one time, but it's and they changed the name to of uh, you know why is it why is it Willy Wonka? Hit me. Well, I mean, it was Char what is the original name of the book? Char Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Um, so Willy Wonka. Um, well, Char. Well, it, it was it's twofold. Quaker financed in you know, the Quaker Oats. Yeah, financed in the candy bars to finance most of that movie. And uh, three million dollars, four million dollars. The, the original, one? Yeah, the original movie. Okay. Yeah, because they were going to go come out with a Wonka candy bar. bar. Yeah, yeah. And so it was a it was a it was a cross pr promotional. So the Wonka, but they wanted to change the Charlie because it was also during development was in the late sixties, early early seventies in the uh, civil rights area uh, era, and Charlie had a somewhat of a ra uh, racially charged uh, element to it. Just. Uh, Mr. Charlie would be like plant. That's the that was the name for like plantation owners and, and the like. So they they dropped the the Charlie. They went to Willy Wonka. Wonka being uh, Willie, you know who can what's wrong with Willie? There's no negative connotations there. And Wonka to uh, cross uh, promote the um, the candy bar at Quaker's uh, request since they were financing much of the movie. So that's how it got to be Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. 
Well, I'd like to thank everybody again for listening to our to our podcast. Obscure, that have, obscure historical facts that have no bearing on your life whatsoever. Thanks again. And, and bye to all those who fled in the middle of it. So, you know, but look, these are these are no, look these are facts that need to get out. I mean, we need to, to disseminate. Look, I remember I you now now. No, 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 This Don't stop now. I, like I said, I'm a repository for useless information. You know, on three different occasions, I made it all the way to the final round of Let's Be a Millionaire. You know, the callback. You know, I, I did the online stuff. I did and, that, too. And I had to sit there and wait, you know, on a Saturday between so-and-so to get my call to go to New York, and I never got the call. Oh, it's just so aggravating. I did that, too, where, where you had to go yeah. to, um, what was the, the mall that shut down? Um, when I in, did it, you could just do it on 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 the phone. No, I I I actually attended like a um, talent, it's not okay. talent, I, but a whatever search where people came, and first of all, you had to fill out a question, which was it was a quiz on all kinds of stuff as you would expect, and if you scored high enough, you got to stay for the second round. And the second round was kind of like Jeopardy, but you didn't have to phrase your response in the form of a question. You just buzzed in and answered it before the the other two people did. And I thought I did pretty well on that, and I got like a card that said that I'd passed the qualifying, and you know, and it is just now occurring to me that why would they not send that out to every single person? Because it was literally a "we'll let you know." And that was the end of that. But what was going through your head that you said, I'm going to try out for, for the show? I wanted to win some money, but I mean, obviously, obviously. But, and so I liked the show. It was back when it first, you know, started with Regis, uh, you know, Philbin. but, um, but I was devastated. I just wanted to do it. And, uh, but you know, I knew one day, one day, all that useless knowledge would pay off. And this, and here we are. my friend, is the moment. Here we are. I mean, it's exciting now. So I'm kind of glad I didn't get on there. Because if I'd won the millions, I wouldn't be here. Ha- have this. I told you about the useless knowledge of Gettysburg, Pennsylvania? Have I ever explored this with you? I'm lo- You know, episode seven, you start figuring I've emptied my skull out completely. Oh, there's, well, a, lo- there's a lot in that skull. So, so, so many arcane stories. But I- I'll see if I can boil it down because it's been on for a while um it's like six hours yeah yeah if if you go to gettysburg pennsylvania think of walt disney world what walt disney world is to little kids who are everywhere gettysburg is to old white men i mean you can't throw a bottle in any direction without hitting a group of old white men just walking around talking about, you know, well, now there's where the second Vermont came up over the ridge. And, you know, they ran into the, you know, 13th Indiana was right next to them. And, and if you are with said group of old, and look, I'm one of them. I'm entertained by it. I'm, this is not a criticism at all. It's an observation. Oh, you were allowed to criticize yeah. old white men. Yeah. Well, what, well, nobody does. So I feel like, yeah, I feel I like mean, I could you know. be the I could be the first. Yeah. And and yeah. and what will happen is they'll say, you know, yeah, now that now the uh, the the unit commander 
was uh, you know Josiah Breckenridge? No, no, no. I think I I don't think that's right, John. I, I think it was uh, uh, Jeremy Holstetter. Now now Josiah Breckenridge. He was he was the oh yeah 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 that's right. And it's the the most obscure Civil War arcana that you could possibly imagine. And all the old white men, me included, are walking around with it. And the wives and the colleagues and the church people and everybody you run into back home won't listen to you anymore. But when you're at Gettysburg, everybody's down with it. And you, and you went up there. Yeah, twice. And who, twice. Was, who was the fella that put the gun to your head and made you go? No, no, no. This is, this is old white mandom. You are, you are hours away from turning into this guy as you have demonstrated oh, already. No. I, and I'm going to prove it to you with this story. Oh, please do. Okay. Here's the story. So I'm up there. Uh, flight doesn't leave uh, Harrisburg until Sunday morning. Got a Saturday afternoon to kill with a friend and kind of run out of battlefield stuff to do. So go to the house perfectly preserved uh, which is the house where Lincoln stayed the night before he gave his Gettysburg address. Okay. Why the National Park Service thought it was important to just preserve this random house. I mean, what did he do in this house? Well, he slept. Okay. I mean, it's, it's literally a Lincoln slept here house, but National Park Service has perfectly preserved it. And if you really have time to kill for free, you can go tour the house. But it's, you know, like a 1820s house, so it only has four rooms, right? So you go upstairs, and at, and at the end of the landing upstairs, there's an old white man sitting in a chair. Okay? And, here's, and here's what he does. Every time somebody comes up the stairs, he says, now the room that Lincoln slept in, that one right over there, and he points it to you. And I know he does this because I go into that room and I hear a voice behind me out somewhere in the house that says, and the room that Lincoln slept in the night before is right over there. And I hear him say this 20 times because 20 times people come up the stairs. This sad old white man literally is just sitting in this chair pointing out the room over and over and over again. That's not the sad part. The sad part is as you work your way around, you'll go past him again, and he'll say something like, you know, Lincoln didn't write the last three sentences until the night before he gave the address, and he'll, he'll throw that at you. And what you're, what you're supposed to do is say, well, now, wait a minute. The way that I heard it was... But, you know, me being me, I'm like, eh, that's interesting. Thanks for telling me. I'm moving on. You know, it's like he's he's thrown, thrown the hook. I didn't bite. I kept going. But the old white men behind me stopped, and they just started talking to him about it. Well, now, I think the way that Lincoln wrote it was this. And, you know, really what it was was it was based on a book. And and there was a book that was written in 1682. And I'm telling you, I'm I'm standing there. 30 minutes of how Lincoln wrote the Gettysburg Address. If you go out to dinner with the old white men, they will tell you every detail of Gettysburg, Lincoln, 
the Emancipation Progr- uh, Proclamation, the Gettysburg Address, the Civil War, uh, American rural life in the 1900s, just, you know, you've got your little Braveheart story, and that's nice, but I'm telling you, you're, you're, you stand on the threshold of old white men who know all these little historical answers to trivia questions, and you have nobody to tell them to. Well, I, might, I know all those plus all of Dave Chappelle's jokes. So I have branched out a little bit uh, beyond Gettysburg. So, All right. And then I get to tell the millions of people listening right now. So I'm excited. You want, you want Grace? I mean, we're 1.6 million right now, actually. Okay. We picked up 400,000 during Dave's during show. exploration of Gettysburg. During the show. Yes. I mean, I would not. <laughs> would you have imagined? I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> God, you just keep bringing me to a stance. You're killing me. Uh, it's all good, Dave. All right. Well, give, give us your best Dave Chappelle joke. Oh, we're, no, no, we're, no, no. We're about running out of time. No, see, he is not cancelable. I am. Are they all going to be? I mean, this is, this is it really going to be that bad? I'll have to go check some some ethics opinions before I start um, throwing them out there. But no, I, I the, at the beginning, and you can watch um, Clayton Bisbee. Big, <laughs> say that that's right in the Gettysburg. <laughs> Gettysburg uh, that's an old school uh, Chappelle show. Clayton, the the black. Ku Klux Klan member, Clayton Bigsby? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's just a great skit. But his last, um, I just watched it the other night, I guess. It's The Dreamer. He has a, an incredibly good skit. It's, it's the uh, Jim Carrey um, skit um, in which Norm MacDonald uh, takes uh, him to meet uh, Jim Carrey. And uh Maybe next podcast I'll do. It's about a five minute uh, uh, podcast with the intersection of 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 comedy, of reality, of perception, of trans you know you know you know transgender, uh, uh, but just basically um, you know a recognition of. Uh, you talking about when Jim Carrey kept his character? Yeah, 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 it's hilarious. It is. I mean, I just it's just, but it's but it's not even done clumsy. It's just done with such a layered, methodical, uh, incredible uh, presentation. It's uh, you know, either which one. All right. Well, I'm going to sign up yeah. for. I'm going to watch the closer. You're going to watch the boys in the boat. You've got oh, one week. One week. Yeah. Now, if you if you want, we can agree on a different movie that I'll offer oh, I'll do that it. to you. Look, I'm I, look. I, I didn't do my homework this time. I apologize. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna come in here with some D- Dave Chappelle things that uh, you know. But you need to. You know, you, once I have a feeling that once you watch one special, you'll just watch them all. You realize how wrong you were and what a treasure. Uh, Dave Chappelle uh, is. And then maybe we get some Shane Gillis, who's another comedian. I like to do some Trump impersonations. Hilarious. Jamie Foxx does the best Donald Trump impersonations ever. Another great American. You can catch that on HBO also. Right. Or, or yes. something. Right. Some, somewhere on the TV there yes. it is. Uh, it's, uh, all right. Well, to uh, to all the people who are listening in, I just want to say this wasn't our best work. I'm not really proud of this one. Um, I disagree. I think it's. A you think highlight. this is the best? Oh my goodness! You're rating second. this best. Oh, You're rating the, this second this best. This one is yes. I mean, 
Wow. Uh, Bonnie's is. We got it, but we just don't. I don't know what in the world we're gonna name this one. Well, you know, and I guess the way we ought to end this show I see, uh, is Dave. by talking the talking about the show, the show, just like we begin every show, which why, is why wouldn't as it? as soon as we end the tape, we have to figure out what the title of this is going to be, and we have to figure out a show description. All that's going to happen off the air, I think. But for everybody who listened in, I'm convinced not a great show, but you made it this far. You might as well make it for the next 15 seconds while I tell you. Thank you so much for listening. We're we're shocked that uh, that people will actually listen to this, and very very grateful. And hope you'll listen to the next one, which is maybe even going to be good. Thanks a lot for listening. <laughs> All right.